This week, the obvious question is, what is my purpose? I'm Mike Travisano, and each week one of the hosts, Joe Vitalik, Bob Meyer, and myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer on the surface, but once we get into it, there's much more underneath. We invite you to help us find answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. So often on our show, we're asking questions that are really just circling one big question that we all have, which is, what is this all about? Or why am I here? So this week, we get a little bit closer to that big question by asking about our purpose. Is there something that we're meant to do? And if so, what is it? You know, so this past week, I was, I was having some interesting conversations with one of my sons, and, and it got me thinking about the big question. One we, we often, I think we have as kind of a backdrop to some of our questions, but it's, it's always there. It's always present is the, the what's it all about question. But let me kind of narrow it down for you guys a little bit and, and see if we can we can get into this a little, you know, talk about it. Uh, and the question was, like, if I wasn't constrained by all of the things that I know in the sense of how life is supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do and, you know, the whole work environment and take time off for relaxation, all those things that you know, know about that you've learned in this culture, you know, growing up. If it weren't for that, what would you do? What, what, why would you do it and what would you do? In other words, try to get at the idea of, of what it's all about by what am I supposed to be doing in this scenario. And I'll, I'll use one example. Like I asked my son, my one son, um, younger son, what would he do if he could do anything? He said, and he loves golf. He's a, he's a golfer. He just enjoys it more than anything. He said, I'd play golf. And I said, like, you mean just go out every day and play golf? He said, well, I'd roll some putts. I'd you know, do some drives, whatever, like that, chip shots. I'd play a few rounds, whatever. I said, you do that every day? He goes, yeah. I said, you wouldn't get bored with that? He said, no, I think I, I could do it every day. And we paused and you know talked about it a little bit. But I, I thought to myself, so maybe that's what it's all about. Just getting out there and having fun, playing golf. You know, if you enjoy something that much, maybe that's what you should do. But somewhere, you know, that would be frowned upon, to say the least. Probably by me as a parent, I would say, no, no, you can't do that. You have to, you've got to be, have a meaningful life. You've got to do things. You've got to make a difference. You've got to make the world a better place. And I'd use all those slogans that I'm familiar with. And the path that I took, you know, through work environments, family and stuff would start to show. But I'm wondering, do you guys have any idea on, on, on that bigger question, but a smaller look at it, like to say, what should I do and why? Yeah, <laughs> I, I have thought about that. You know, there's been many times in my life where it's like, yeah, you know, for me, it's about hitting the road, right? Like it's like this, this wondrous journey, like like on the road, you know, like it's like one of those great 60s hippie novels where, you know, I just, I just head out there, you know, because those have been the best times in my life where, you know, I had a trip somewhere and it's usually the solo traveler because that whole notion of, you know, some of my best friends are complete strangers because a stranger will tell you anything and you can have a good time with a stranger. So that's kind of the notion I have if I could do anything, but I know it's a spoiled notion because it's just too perfect. Like it sounds great on paper. It sounds like a piece of fiction, but I know if I go out there and, and run around the world that there's still, it still goes back to me. Right. And it goes back to me being silent and it goes back to me just being right here, right now. And if I'm not happy right here, right now, all those other things, I don't know. It's just like a 3d movie for me. It's not, I want to say, and I want to convince myself that it's going to work that, like, like I'd like to uh, 
hike the Appalachian Trail or I'd like to go see all the different wonders of the world and, and explore. But I have a feeling like if I do those things and I'm not in the present moment and I'm not in the right place, because I've done that before where, you know, like even when I went to visit Mike in Italy and we, we did the Cinque Terre and we, we hiked, I had a great time. But mentally, I thought like I'd be in a different place. Like I, I had this dream like it was exciting, it was going to be fresh, it was going to be new. And I still had a good time and I, I you know, but there was something missing and I, I couldn't figure out what that piece was missing. But I think that piece that was missing was in, inside of me, right? Like like Bob just happy, you know, really, you know. And I probably had that outward appearance that I was happy. But there's, I think all the problems and the things that I had back home were still there. They were they were still within me. So that's that's kind of my initial thought is, and I don't even know if that's a, I mean, certainly a thought, but I don't know that it's an answer to the question. So I'm going to have to think about it a little bit more because it's like, yeah, opening it up. I want to do, like, I want to write. I want to play guitar. I want to do all these things. But I know sometimes when I'm faced with, like, a free weekend, which doesn't happen often, where the whole family is out of town, I'm here. I have all these wondrous ideas. And then it boils down to, wow, I cleaned the garage. I painted something. It wasn't a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, the question makes me think of that sort of con- – that. Uh... That's phrase or saying, you know, what do you what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to do with your life? Like, what am I going to do with my life? What should my life look like? Right. And what's interesting about that question is it makes life something that I possess. Right. Like my life. I own my life. Right. I do things for my life. So who the heck is the one who owns this life? And and what is this life? Right. It, like, it, it makes two, it makes it into two things. Right. There's me and then there's my life. Right. And I think that sometimes can get me into trouble because then I start to force things onto my life. Like my life, the one I own, should look like this. And I should have these possessions and I should do these things. And the people around me should be a certain way or look a certain way or have certain things, right? And I want to I wanna place it all around like, you know, pictures on a wall or, you know, decorations on the shelf, right? But life doesn't work like that. So things fall off or things, you know, and, and you can't control those things. And all of a sudden, I'm, now I'm juggling my life. It's not so easy just to put things up like that. And like, like Cinque Terre, Bob, like I've had the same thing. You know, we had an image of what Cinque Terre was going to look like. And uh, but it, it kind of wasn't that, you know. Yes, it was beautiful. But there was a lot of people on those trails and the, a lot of people that shouldn't have been on those trails, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It was just an interesting kind of thing. And it was like. Cinque Terre was putting things on the shelf that should have looked a certain way, but they didn't. And so there was like a dissatisfaction there. But there's a lot in my life that's just like that. Like jobs I've had before that like should have been a certain way, but it wasn't. There's dissatisfaction there. It's a lot to say that lately, in the past, only the past month or so, and listeners, forgive me if I'm if I get a little too hippie hippie-ish here, but where I've taken that, you know live my life phrase and i've flipped it i've literally just inverted it and cut and i came up with this little slogan that i I wrote down for myself and i think of it and it has helped me and it is uh let life live you let life live me like let life be the thing that just sort of comes through me somehow instead of me trying to control it now i have things that are part of me, right? I have a job, I have, you know, wife and son, and I have responsibilities. I like to do music and things like that. And they're important 
to me, right? But if I try to force myself, you know, to in some way on any one of them, they don't work as well as when I just kind of let that flow of whatever they are come through me. And that's sort of like the let life live me kind of way. That if I wake up in the morning, I, I think I've even said this on our show before. If I wake up and I want to write a piece of music or I want to do something and I try to force it, the music sucks. Like it it's never connects. I, it doesn't connect with me. But if I wake up and I'm like, yeah, wow, anything could happen today. Yeah, I have to work. I'm, I'm going to do work. I have a responsibility to work. I'm going to do that. But I'm not going to I'm not going to force something on top. I'm going to do best I can in the moment, not recognizing I have these things ahead of me in clock time to do. And damn, guys, I have to say, I, I don't know if I'm doing a good job uh, explaining it, but it has been working. Knock on wood. I just jinxed it. Right. Yeah. But like if I just let life live me, I wake up and say, what's going to happen? I'm just going to let it let it happen and ride the flow as best as I can. And like I've mentioned before, stuff I write feels good to me. Work goes well, or at least it isn't stressful, right? Okay. Seems to work. Let life live me. You don't have any bus routes near your house, do you? Or anything like that? <laughs> I don't want you to step <laughs> right. off the curb and let life live. Right. Right. You know, well, Today I'm going to let life... <laughs> bam! You know, the double-decker yeah. bus hits you, but... Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, for me, it's it's. I sometimes I look at my life and I wonder how did I get here. And I think it's a little bit, maybe not to the extreme that you're living it, Mike. But you know, kind of setting my intention and direction, but not worrying about the details. You know what I mean? Like saying, like like for instance, you know, I, I'm at a transition point in my life where I have a little bit more time because my kids are older. I'm not coaching sports and things like that, so I got more involved in nonprofits and helping them out and and you know. And, and maybe I have too many of those volunteered, you know, opportunities in front of me right now. And um, I, I am at that point where it's kind of frustrating because I'm doing all this stuff, you know, on my own free will, using my professional skills to help other people. But the crazy part is people still complain. You know, they, they have issues or why are you doing this or why do you do that or who's involved in this and how did this happen? And in many cases, I'm trying to fix um, you know, in the case of being on some executive boards, I'm trying to fix mistakes that other people made, that they weren't things, problems that I created, but problems I'm trying to solve or I brought to light because somebody else pushed it under the rug and I'm exposing it. And then I'm getting a lot of heat for it. Um, so, it, you know, I woke up this morning, like yesterday was a horrible day and I was like, why am I doing this? Like, how did I get here? And why am I, why am I giving my time? But I know that's the wrong thing. I'll, I'll come back in 24 hours and I'll take on another responsibility because there are people out there that says, man, you're the, you're the best president of this or the best vice president of that we've ever had. Keep doing it, man. Cause, but, but it is kind of thankless in a way. And it, and it gets me to the point, like, what if I had, you know, I'm doing this stuff now. Is that what I want to do in the future? Because I've gotten involved a little bit in political things in the county, and people have said, "Oh, yeah, you should, you should run for this position, Bob, or you should do that." And I'm like, I don't look at my career like, "Yeah, I want to be that guy that gets into politics." No, God, I want to be that guy that, you know, is kind of like at the end of Shawshank Redemption, where you know I'm I'm there at at the boat on this deserted island, you know, heading out to sea. That's me. <laughs> It's funny listening to you guys. I think something you said earlier, Bob, and then Mike, you know, the idea for letting life live you and now Bob volunteering it. It's like the pieces are coming together for me. I'm I'm realizing that it is very, very important how you are. And we know this and we've talked about this so much in the past, who you are in the picture. 
so that if, if it's put on you, it's one thing. If it's you being yourself, just living your life or life living you, it's a whole different picture. You know, we've talked about situations, I, I know I have, where I step out on a day when I'm kind of feeling light and easy and, and the world seems different to me. People have conversations, you know, people I don't know will say something to me or start a conversation. I'll be in a place I feel really good. What you were saying earlier, Bob, that, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's not out there, it's in here, it's inside your head. And, and I remember years ago talking about this, that uh, the universe isn't really out there. I mean, I, I know it looks like that. And we all have this image of having little video cameras for eyes, you know, and looking out at the world. But really, we're, what, we're, what we're doing, in a sense, is absorbing whatever that is. And within the the eight or 10 inches, whatever the size of our heads are, I, probably, I, I blew that one. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably bigger or small than that. I don't know. Whatever, whatever the size of your head is. Uh, I happen to have a large hat size, so I, I laugh at that at times. But um, whatever that is, that space, that's where things are really happening. And so and something, and my son had said this to me too. He said, you know, there are days when I come into something and I feel really good about it. And that day goes just fine. There are other days when I don't feel so good and things happen, stuff that I don't necessarily want to have happen. And I feel feel very badly about it. So what, what he tries to do, and I think this is the message he was kind of giving me, is he tries to put himself in those places where he feels good. Golf is one of those places where he can go out with a group or by himself. He can play the game, have fun. There's no, there's no contention or issues and stuff. It kind of disappears for that time frame. And he's even used the example where, like, wouldn't it be great to be by yourself somewhere, like the picture in the woods, in that little cabin in the woods, and have time to think and just, like, be there with yourself, with your thoughts. And I think some of what you're saying, Mike, is that's life living him. That's like step into it and whatever happens, happens. And your your example, Bob, where, you know, you're you're doing the things you know you really want to do. People want you to do. But when you're driven to do them and then you get this crazy group of people that you know, will fight you on anything. Um, Mike, we, you and I, I remember listening to uh, Deepak Chopra and Eckhart Tolle a couple of weeks ago. And I remember one of the lines that that uh, Deepak had said was that he, he does presentations sometimes. He talks about topics like he said one point he was talking about peace and wouldn't it be great if there was peace in the world and so on. I'm kind of butchering what he said, but you know, the idea that wouldn't that be great. He said, and people fought me on it. They argued with me and, and almost like no matter what I said, I'm going to get an argument back on it. And he just was kind of frustrated by it. But I think, I think that there's something that you're talking about that makes a lot of sense to me as far as where I want to be or how I want to be in the world. And then if I back up and say, is this the purpose? Is this why I'm here? Is this the goal? Maybe it is. Maybe it's that simple. It is as you said, Mike, to let life live through me, you know, as as a process, and then participate. And mm. as you said, Bob, you know, out there exploring, you know, doing all the things that that make make life good for you in a good way. Mm-hmm. That you're doing the right right thing for yourself and for the world. Yeah. The crazy part is that we yeah. don't we don't do enough of that stuff, right? Like I'm speaking from my own experiences. I know what makes me happy and the things that I want to do, but. I don't know, and, the, and maybe this is just me and my age, and that kids don't think the same way. But it seems like everything's pushed out, right? It's like, and I don't do that all the time. I mean, I'll, I'll but but we kind of rely on vacation time, right? Like at least for me, like it's those two weeks out of the year that I'm like, man, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, and that's kind of, and in many cases, that propels me forward. That I'm like, if I got that next vacation, like, oh, I'm going to this, you know, island resort next year. I'm motivated to get to that point, but I'd I'd rather not be. I'd rather focus on right, you know, today. How do how do I how do I let life live me today? 
and some of you said, Bob, was really, I'm sorry, Mike, good. No, I go ahead. You. Go, Joe. No, no. The, the, the thing you said earlier was that, you know, when you're in that place and your mind's not there, a place as cool as Cinque Terre over in Italy, I mean, to be hiking around those mountains and the beautiful scenery and stuff, and not, and you too, Mike, not feel it the way you mm. would feel it. It's much better to be somewhere else feeling it, mm-hmm. you know, to be in the moment of, of where you're, where you're, you're feeling the life that's there without all the other stuff getting in the way. And I can imagine, I mean, the, the crowds of people, the, the type of environment you're in, it's, and then all the stuff you carry with you. Some, somewhere, if you don't clear that out ahead of time, if somehow you don't allow real life to come through and get rid of all the petty stuff, somehow, no matter where you are, you're not going to enjoy it. It doesn't really make a difference. That vacation won't, won't matter. You'll come back from it. You know, I, I know I have come back thinking that wasn't really fun. It wasn't really what I wanted to be. And what I wanted to be is mentally where I wanted to be, not so much physically. Hmm. You know, I there's a there's a cosmological perspective of of all this. I think you know. I think we've talked about this before. Uh, where what if what if we have a different perspective on the whole thing, on the whole purpose idea of what we're supposed to be doing? I mean, we we so often we get this idea that here we are, we're humans, we have jobs, we have we have things to do, we have you know. Uh, but what if we saw it as so you know, universe was born. 14 billion years ago, something like that, right? Bunch of stuff happens, stars and galaxies and gas and all sorts of stuff swirled. And then at some point, the universe was like, you know, it sure would be cool if I could look around and see what all this stuff looked like and experience a little bit. So it grew us, you know, right? <laughs> like, so that, that's what happened, right? I mean, so at some point it was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make a planet that peoples, that grows people. And these people will look around and and take in all this information for me and I'll know. I'll know what's going on or I'll I'll be able to explore it in like this unique different sort of way. And so what if what if that's it? What if it? Mm. What, what if that's what we're doing here? We're just the eyes and ears and and data collectors and and what we're supposed to do is what you're doing. Is enjoying it? Is it, is seeing it? Is asking questions about it and 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 it's the universe. We are the universe. Yeah. Just Checking ourselves out. Being we're, like, wow, we're the u- universe's what? surveillance cameras, you know? Exactly. <laughs> That's great. Exactly. I love that. And and yeah. frankly, what's so wrong with that thought? <laughs> you know, I can't, I, I, if I really put it to the test, it seems just as reasonable as anything else, you know? <laughs> well, it certainly makes it easier to accept, you know, we tend to, you know, make our purpose this, you know, crazy thing, but, you know, or we all go off on tangents, but... That kind of boils it down to what if what if we really just had one purpose that we're an extension of the universe and we're just here to collect data and observe simplifies it for us you know yeah. collect data and observe and 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 i go as far as saying enjoy it you mm-hmm. know because we enjoy stuff so clearly the universe thinks that's fine like it's like yeah you should enjoy stuff you how do i know because you do yeah <laughs> you know yeah, you know, it's possible, too. Maybe that little enjoyment part was put in there so we would observe, that we wouldn't just kind of go to sleep or have a beer and, you know, hang out in the sun or something like that. We'd actually get out there and look. I love the example, though, because as I'm thinking about it, I'm perfectly built to observe. That's exactly what I do. I mean, I've got eyes and ears and nose and mouth, sense of touch, ESP, you know, add all those other things, sense of humor, sense of balance. I've got a lot of senses and stuff. I'm like a probe in a sense that I... You know, I'm perfectly suited to check out the environment mm-hmm. when I think about it. I, mean, I can also communicate so I can help you guys, you know, and you can help me to connect and do things. But I'm built to take in information. I'm like a little information gathering machine. 
So maybe I am like a little probe and I'm just kind of hanging out and I should be out there looking at stuff and exploring stuff. And and I think to your point, Mike, is it that that all that wouldn't work unless I had the incentive. So throw a little bit of something in there to make me happy or to you know, make the food taste good or the the excitement of the adventure, or whatever. Toss a little bit of that in there and I'm out doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself wanting to do it every day. Otherwise, I might, like I say, go to sleep and have a beer and go to sleep. Which so, feels pretty I mean, good. We, we evolved to do it. And when I say we evolved, I would I, I go back in the model and say, no, the universe evolved us to do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's we're the ones who survived all those evolutionary tests. Right. The mutations that that create, you know, uh, where we came from, where we are. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. in the last moments of our conversation here, I'll, I'll, I guess that's I'll leave that as my final thought, you know, that that. Let life live you seems to work really well. Oh, one little thing. Uh, if if anyone would like a good example of of somebody who does this really well, like they don't, they still don't get it, I would say find your you know family dog, right? Because they do it perfectly. Like we have a little dog, and she sleeps when she wants to sleep, and she eats when she wants to eat. And if there's something to do, like work. For her, like, you know, lead us on a hiking trail. She does that really well. She does what life asks of her whenever, uh, without any toil, you know? It's a yeah. good example. Check out your dog. Live like your dog. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking the same way. I, I was thinking back to when I was younger and living in New Jersey, and a lot of the houses were close together. And I remember um, growing up when I was like probably 10 years old, there was a, a lot of older people that would spend the entire day looking out their window and I could see them from my backyard and my dad would say, well, that's Myron over there and that's Barbara over there. And they were, you know, retired folks, but all they did was look out their window and I was like, how? I, I mean, that just baffled me as a kid. Like, I want to go out and play ball and run and play tag and do all these other things and they're just staring out of a window. But now, you know, with Mike's theory, it makes sense. They're just observing and collecting data. There's no reason for them to move whatsoever. So, it does take a lot of the pressure off in terms of what I need to do, what I need to accomplish. I can just enjoy it, enjoy the ride. So thanks, Mike. Yeah, yeah it's kind of an exciting thought. You know, I, I was telling you guys, I watched an old clip on, uh, on 60 Minutes on the Hubble telescope. I guess they have polished it up a little bit more, put some new software into it or something. They can see a little deeper into the universe, a little further. And, and they make comments like, you know, we found another 50 billion stars, another 16 million galaxies, I mean, things that are unbelievable. And then they show pictures of it. And I think to myself, I've seen this stuff before, but it's beyond comprehension. And that's exactly, I think, what you're saying is it's it's beyond comprehension. So send some probes out there, check it out, give them opportunity through evolution to build Hubble telescopes and maybe someday travel into space and, and actually take a look at this thing. It's kind of cool if I think about building a model and then actually being able to step into it. Like when you're a kid, you know, you build a little model of a Ford or a little, and you play, the, you know, with the little figures and stuff and move them around. But what if you could step into the environment and actually see what you did? I mean, kind of, for just a second here, it feels like something God would do. You know, a God would do, would create this incredible environment. And then because they're God, they can't step into it. It's like, you know, when you build your little model, you can't step into it. What would it be like to put yourself as us, you know, into that model and then look at that's fascinating.